Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Death ahoy, matey. Love. Do, 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 do. Exciting and new. Go online. Mm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Beyonce. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 Day Beyonce. Marrying someone you've only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. <laughs> it's 90 Day Gate. Let's love. Shut up, you bitch. Uh, okay. Yo, welcome. This is this is not this is Naughty Day Beyonce. This is Naughty Day Gaze. And guess what? The bitch is back. She's back, everyone. I helicoptered my dad and said, "Go the fuck away. I've got a podcast." <laughs> I sold your dawn. Don't worry. We actually had a really lovely podcast. It was nice not to be interrupted. Oh God, please. I. <laughs> You know, I am glad that um, I am glad that Chris Ferry just jumped in so quickly. We, um, we, we, y'all, we've been meaning to have her on forever. We've been; she's one of our dear friends, and yeah. we love her. We love her t- style of comedy. She, we've done theater shows with her, and we just, she's the only person we've allowed on stage with Cabergay playing a major role. It's the exciting. only one. I didn't listen to the episode. I did, but I muted all your parts and just turned her up when Chris talked. <laughs> fair. It's fair. Um, uh, but yeah, she's been a good friend of ours. And I, I knew Chris and I known each other for close to 15 years. So I knew we would we would get along. Um, I bet you and Chris have fucked the same gay guys. <laughs> Y'all, she's, she's so, I, as I said, I said... You're kind of like a little more than a gay man, but not yet a drag queen. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of yeah. right there. If you guys t- check out Chris Ferris, she was, she was actually really lovely to come in and do. Someone did comment saying, oh my God, this guest host has more gay DD than Matt or Jake. <laughs> That's why we love her. And yeah. her claim, you know, one of our claims to fame is I put in our sissy squad, 
She's that waitress that Ellen tried to get fired. Yeah, for her chipped nails. For her chipped nails. At, at Real Food Daily. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. Her. So follow her YouTube account. If you're in the Sissy Squad, I did a post kind of thanking Chris and posting her in the Sissy Squad. And um, it's in the show notes of our tell all episode part two. So that y'all literally, it was shit went down and poodle, poodle like a, like a, like a rooster who's out to fuck some hens just went and just started running around and got shit done. So kudos to poodle. Thank you. I'm mobilized. (laughs) It's like poodle. It's like when, like that hot guy that you fucked that fucked you like six months ago and goes back to New York. And then like on Friday night at 7 PM, he says, Hey, I have an hour free at eight. Are you free? And you drop everything and clean your house. G.I. Joe, go Joe! Go cock! Oh, I used to have a guy. Oh, I think his name's Pablo. I think I used to follow him on Instagram. I mean, he was that one guy I had sex with that lifted me up from the living room where we were making out and carried me to my bedroom like an officer and an officer. I will say that's one of the hottest things ever when they do that. I've it, only had it maybe 11 times in my life. <laughs> when they do it, y'all, it's like, it's terrifying because please don't drop me because I feel fat. But it's also, oh, my God, you're putting your life on the line to put your dick in me. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, if they acted like their back hurt, I'd, I'd show them the door. Not until you showed them your ass. That's true. Um. So, you guys, this is part three. This is the final episode of this season of Happily Ever After, which I felt like was longer than the fucking ring cycle by Wagner. (laughs) Or the Lord of the Rings. Very, very long. Or the Lord of the Rings. Any ring cycle. You know, I'll be honest. I wanted to watch it before we watch. I just, and I will go back and watch it. I just haven't had time to watch tell all number two, but even seeing the first and seeing number three, it still feels too long. I will say part two was much better than part one. Uh, there were, there was actually some discussion. Sean Robinson's actually asked some good questions. You know who actually asked some of the best questions, the most incisive questions, fucking rat faced Colt. And it pissed me off. He'd ask. Well, he's like he'd ask things. He'd ask really good questions because he's intelligent, and that's what makes him dangerous. And that's what makes him. Da- and he has no. Well, oh God, I'm so glad to see him go. I hope we don't see. I hope we don't see Colt finding love again. But we are. We're gonna. Find They're him all. Again. Of course, he he loves being on television. They're all signed up for um for not pillow talk uh for clapback except for erica eric eric and larissa because they they've terminated their contract <laughs> what about oh sad what about paul and karini uh there was no mention of them at all no so, clapback as well though right i imagine so can now, you imagine paul on fucking clapback um, okay, friend, 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 this is the scene. This is the scene where uh, we're in the rain, and uh, this is the scene where I go to take you to poop poop station. <laughs> Paul, 
Um, <laughs> she just sit over there and roll her eyes. They yeah. do the worst on clapback. Now there is, I've got to see, I think 90 day, the melanated way, the meme on Instagram uh, news account posted. Um, Linda posted, there is an interview. And I want to watch it with Sean Robertson. I think with E with entertainment tonight, where they ask her, why not Paul and Karini? And she talked yeah. about it. Um, I've started to watch it. And then my dad's, mumbled i have to pee and i had to put my phone down <laughs> i i will say can i just talk about something and i i was watching this and i was kind of just thinking about the concept of these zoom tell-alls which we've all been in like bad zoom meetings um and they wind up feeling like that and like one person's looking off someone's getting up someone's yelling out the corner the reason why people like Tammy and everyone was able to yell and it turned out to be a little gladiatory is because they would never do that in person. So it came off because Zoom protects you. You can just yell mm. at someone. That's and cool. and so I think these Zoom tell-alls are so tabloidy that yes, that's all we can do right now. Or we need to find a better way. We need to they need to be edited better or something. I just feel like the same people who edited this were the same people who edited Jenny Jones. It felt really bad talk showy. Um, I don't know. It it I, just I don't know if it's gonna change, sadly, because do you know how much money Matt Sharp Entertainment is saving by not having a studio? Uh yeah. But I'm just saying when they're not when they're not around each other. There's no decorum. There's- yeah, what I miss, I miss the the green room when everybody's in the green room when one yeah. couple is talking and we hear, um, you know, because we just saw that on season one. So I miss that. Um, I wish no, they would do Gatreon. We just did a tell all for our Gatreon. We did. I think the last tell all is this week, right? It is the other way. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I just I was realizing that that's why. And Larissa really disappointed me by screaming, yeah, beach, you a whole beach. She would not do that. I don't and- think, Licky, yeah, Larissa definitely has never taken a, a, a Lincoln-Douglas debate class. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't think uh, our president or Joe Biden never had either, but that's okay. Um, I'll allow that political joke because that was on point and funny. Yeah, that was the truth. Um, so anyway... Uh, I just, I'm, I'm over these zoom things. I know it's all we have. I feel like they could just do a better job of finding a better format. They could put them in things like Jeopardy where they have a little glass plexiglass between them. Or I don't even need that. It just needs to be, they, I'm saying it doesn't need to be like a free for all. Oh, what if they they all talk in plastic bubbles, those kind of bubbles you walk in? They're all in plastic bubbles, and then at the end, they just fight in like a bubble bowl. <laughs> I'd and enjoy she, that. I'd, I'd enjoy, like, remember Tanya Harding, like, fought someone? I'd, I'd love to see, like, Angela fight um, fight uh, Rebecca. I'd love to see that. It's, you know, they made Tanya Harding, you know, they made that Tanya Harding movie about I, Tanya and all that, about the incident oh, of skating. Movie. It was a great movie. But they never have made like I, Tanya. They should make like, you know, me, Tanya, 
where like I think her <laughs> life after that is really been truly tragic. Or I Tania, and it's just her <laughs> nagging Finden. <laughs> And her going, I talked about in, in our episode with Chris Vera, I said, you know what Tania is? She's that girl you don't want to talk to at a party, that SNL sketch that Cecily Strong does. Like, <laughs> hey, you guys, look at this. Look at my purse. You don't even know where my purse is? Or that's, I, that's her. That is um, you know, sadly, though, she had some of the most well-reasoned, thoughtful things to say the entire tell-all. And I think now she is hyper aware of how she is perceived and she's very careful. She sometimes forgets about the, about the, the, the camera. Like when that scene, when she like literally just fought right in front of her in-laws and made a complete spectacle out of herself, everyone's like, no one would ever do that. You y'all, you want your in-laws to like you. You want them to exploding like that is not the way to do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. You want to have a discussion with Tania about gender roles, don't you? <laughs> the thing is, it would be brilliant. Just, She's a smart person. Just answer the question. Yes, like yes or no. I do. I do. I do want to talk to her. Anyway, it turned out, you know what? By the end of it, we'll talk about this. I felt much more sympathy for Tania than anyone else. Almost more than Kalani. Uh, and that says a lot. <laughs> pretty much tied on that but let's talk about somebody we don't feel sympathy for at all who michael <laughs> you know um it was interesting to hear chris farah's take because chris farah is a big angela lover mm-hmm. and uh it was you guys should listen to that part of the podcast because chris farah provides a really interesting take both both of us have had a lot of problems with angela especially mm-hmm. this season, that kind of colonialist talk about I'm American. I can do whatever I want because I'm American. No one ever talks about what the American culture can do. I'm like, uh, all everyone talks about is what the American culture can do <laughs> all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the, so Angela, and this is, this is just after like computer laptop gate where she throws her laptop down. Um, the most exciting thing to happen in part two. Uh, and then Michael, she yells at Michael for virtually pointing a finger at her. <laughs> That's what she's upset about. She's going on because she thinks Michael is now, all he said is when he was talking about babies, he was like, well, there are other ways. And I don't know. She, she meant the other ways meant fucking another woman. And she, yeah. the thing that Angela does and which I don't like at all is she, does not let Michael talk to her at all. Yeah, and I think and I think this Zoom idea makes it worse. I yeah. think yeah. I will say though Angela is the only person on this tell all that acts the same way in a Zoom meeting that she does in person. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. Um she does say some I'm I'm in America blah blah blah. Uh, Aunt Lydia comes on. This is the very end. This is continued from part two. Aunt yeah. Lydia is still there and says, you need to be submissive to your husband. And I went, oh, this Uh-oh. is not going to go well. She's like, I'm American. I'm an American woman. I don't need to be submissive to nobody. And then she leaves. 
And then I realized, and then we realized that she's just in another part of the house is Skyla. Skyla's like, there goes Mama. <laughs> you, Michael, she can't hear you. I'm on the earbuds. Earbuds, I can't hear you, Michael. Um, Michael, that's a good Skylar. Michael, she can't hear you. <laughs> she can't hear you, Michael. And then at one point, they just cut to Sean Robinson, who is literally fucking praying. <laughs> who literally has hands together going, oh, help me, Jesus, with this woman. Help me, Jesus. Can we talk about Sean for a minute? And I didn't talk about, the, but I, I meant to talk about this with Chris. Did she look yellow to you? No, I actually thought she looked gorgeous. Like there was just there was like besides her body, maybe it was how how lit she was on her face. Her face had this like almost yellowy orange foundation. Oh, I didn't notice. I didn't notice it. Go back and look because it, especially part three, and also Sean Robinson had the best camera. All of them had like shitty Zoom computers. Sean Robinson had an actual camera. You yeah, could they, tell they sent her a camera. Yeah. Um, so. But here's the deal, though, is what the fuck is Angela wearing? Oh, I she's been wearing it the whole time. So, but I, I just I, noticed it when she got up. It looks like it's like as it's like the as someone said today about I posted some old pictures of me, and this looks like the the club wear from my, remember that store County Seat. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we had one of those. Um, they had Jordash jeans, and I loved them. Oh, I bet you used to put on Jordash jeans and then just rub your ass in them, didn't you? <laughs> Maybe. Yo, that's what Poodle does when he tries on a pair of pants. And he, he kind of hops around like a pony or like a poodle, and he's like, do you like these jeans? And then he just rubs his ass. I will not be belittled <laughs> on my own show. Um, it's true, though. I do that. Um, I, I feel like it was just, it was a kind of a moo hybrid, um, with a strappy thing in the front, but with this weird print, it was, you know, I kind of have to agree with Lydia that this, and I do think that Lydia was right when I think Angela hoodwinked Michael. I think she led Michael to believe and his family that she could have a kid. And suddenly now that she's married, they're married, she's backtracking. I, I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. And I think, I think that's when she said, she said in the until all part two, she's like, can't we just get a dog? She said that. So, and I think, I think she, in, in a perfect world, she would want to give Angela a child or Michael a child. But the problem is it has to come from Angela's bloodline. She is completely. And, and in part two, she even said, uh, Tania was like, I'll give you one of my eggs. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. Um, and this is the thing, you guys, when you rely so much on bloodline. So Skyla's afraid to give you the egg because that's her bloodline. So that's her. She sees that as her child. Tania's like, that's an egg for me. It's not a big deal. And that's why it's it's weird. This is this is like gift of the magi in a way, in a really fucked up way. They want Skyla's egg because they want it to come to their bloodline. But because it want it, Skyla also believes that's my child, then they can't have her egg. Could you, could you give your sperm away? Yeah, I don't care. If there was another baby, if I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> 
I've given my sperm away to a lot of places. Let's just say that. <laughs> this is true. Um, so I haven't was, been that discerning. <laughs> so if Mother Poodle happened to just jump into this episode at the 18-minute mark, what do you think Mother Poodle would say about you giving your sperm to another person to have your to have a baby? That's different. If I were to donate my sperm to have a baby with the intention well, of that... That's what you, if you donated your sperm, someone would have a baby with it. No, I was just talking about like jizzing all over the place. No, I don't mean in an alley <laughs> behind fucking Mickey's. Uh, and Arby's. Um, now uh, I want Arby's. <laughs> have you ever had their turnovers? Delicious. No. Um, oh, they're delicious. And now I want Arby's too. God damn it. Uh, but. I, you know, I would, I would think about it. It it would depend if the person was going to be in my life, Mm -hmm. that'd be different. If they were going away, it would be easier for me. Does that make sense? Um, So, but would you, so my question is, would you feel any type of connection where you, you were saying Tania would say, sure, I'll give you one of my eggs. Yeah. Just have a sperm and just not ever see the child again and not ever know about them and not ever have them in your life at all? You know, if they were a friend, I would think about it. I, I think I would really need to do do some processing. If they were a stranger, I could go and never see them again. Does that make sense? If it was a friend I gave my sperm to, that would be an issue. I think, I think I would need to see the child and probably have a relationship with the child. Okay. I was just wondering. I'm just what about curious. you? No way. No way. I couldn't. I would, even if it was a stranger, I would, the immense guilt I would have if that child did not have a good life to a parent that was like, if that parent turned out to be abusive or shitty to them or somehow like was really horrible to them. That's not I, your guilt. That's not your guilt to take but on. That's st- the, but that's still, I helped co-create that because I gave my sperm. Yeah, but. Like, and that child wouldn't be born if I did not give my sperm. I would need to know. You're not a father. No, I couldn't. I can't. I can't separate that for me. I'm always. If I'm a sperm donor, I would have to be a father. I mean, I get that, but at the same time, we're talking about we're talking about biology and not emotional attachment. I know, but I'm emotionally attached to my semen. You should see what happens when I am behind <laughs> Mickey's and Arby's. Don't let that fall on the alley. You slop that up. Slop that up, pig boy. I don't know. I got plenty to go around. So I'm like, here, take this. Well, okay. Come at Poodle if you want some of his sperm for your baby. (laughs) Y'all, it's going to be, it gets sassy. If you want some, if you want a sassy little boy or probably a sassy little girl, let's be honest. And guess what? It's expensive, sissies. Yeah, you better save the fuck up. Um, mm-hmm. Me, I know I, my worst. I can't give it any of mine because y'all, Mama Mar will find out and she will come for that child in the night and take it. Ooh. Um. Anyway, basically, the uh, besides our sur- our surrogacy and like fathering children question, uh, Michael did have one thing to say. He's like, I'm not going to be doing multiple wives. My father had three wives. One is enough. Mo wives, mo problems. That's basically what this this could have been said. Especially when it's Angela. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, we talk about culture, blah, blah, blah. All the women chime in saying, I'm not going to be submissive either because that's American women. Most of them are not going to be submissive. And then uh, Libby makes a passive aggressive. You know, guys just don't handle it well when a woman's strong, you know, and looks over at Andre. And I'm like, Shut she's up. the worst. She's she is the most useless person. I just I have I've had no use for her on this entire season. Ugh. Um, y'all, if you want to get a good buzz before you actually start watching this show or as you're watching, you really should every time uh, Lydia says submissive or Sean Roberts says, says submissive, take a drink. Because you'll mm-hmm. get drunk quick. Because that is Angela's trigger word. That also makes me wonder, Poodle, what is Mother Poodle's trigger word? Um, uh, defensive. <laughs> when my father's like, my father's just like, you're just being defensive. She'll go, mm, and she rears back like a dragon. <laughs> what? And she gets, she grits her teeth like this. I'll show you defensive. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Uh, you, she, you know, Mother Poodle's got a lot of triggers. <laughs> you got to be real careful. Got to be real careful. My, um, my mother is now feuding with my aunt um, on my father's side, my father's sister. Um, Carol? Because, no, this is my Aunt Jane. Jane, uh, Jane, yeah. and uh, she's he's feuding with her because uh, he didn't. My father forgot uh, to get her a card for their anniversary, and she's like, "I don't ask for a lot. I just ask for a card." And he brought her like flowers and stuff like that. My mom's my mom's big on cards, and my father knows that. We should say and- cheap cards, y'all. If you get her a card at Papyrus, <laughs> she's going to be appalled. You spent that much money on a card. I sent that bitch a square card one year and I was raked over the coals. They make you pay extra postage for that. It's like in the card. Now I, you guys, I use a black Sharpie so she can't know how much they cost now. I have to do that because she yells at me for buying, buying expensive cards. Anyway, my father forgot their, um, forgot a card. And my mother was bitching about it to my aunt Jane and my, and my aunt Jane said, we should just get over it. Just get over that. You need to get over that. And my mother went, I hear you bitch about your husband all the time because basically he goes everywhere and my aunt freaks out. And my mother says, I will not get over it. And she has not spoken to my aunt in about four weeks. Again, Uh, that's another trigger phrase to get over it. Oh, yes. I'd be afraid my mother would slap me in the face if I told her to get over it. She is not over it until she is. You know what? She's never over it. I'm going to say that because she'll bring it up. My mother has like a, has a memory like a fucking elephant. She'll bring up something for for years that I, I haven't just see when your aunt Jay buries her husband, and as they're standing at the grave and they put the last thing in the dirt, uh, the last dirt on the coffin, your aunt starts to cry, and your mom says, "Why don't you just get over it?" <laughs> you know. It's not far off. Oh, she's saving that up. It might not be at the funeral, but it'll be after the funeral. Uh, and so anyway, the uh, Angela basically says the most important thing in her segment. And she says, you know, I'm not going to change, Michael. 
And that's been the theme of their relationship. She's not going to change. He really hasn't changed a lot, but he's accepted a lot from her. Um, and yeah. what he needs to do. She's never going to change. Um, uh, I mean, I will say, I do feel like Angela lied to his uh, his family and her and, and hoodwinked them. I will say, I do, but that said, I think Michael knew full well what he was getting into. I do too. And, and I think this idea of, let's talk about where Angela says Michael acts like two different people and that she, he is sweet around her and her mother, but different around the other family. I think that's actually not him being two different people. I think that Michael is actually dominated by two women in his life, his mother and Angela, and around other people, he stands up for himself. Yeah, I, I just... And he's getting I, to know Angela more, so he's standing up to Angela. And I feel like, I, I really, I think he does love her, but I think the ultimate idea here is to get to the U.S. I think he's he's confused the two goals of love and getting to the U.S. He loves everything associated with it with America since we first saw him. So that's been a dream of his since he was a kid. That's true. So, um, uh, any more about uh, the Lovebirds? No, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> So should we do, let's just do this now. Why don't we just say now, Angela and Michael, happily ever after or happily never after? I say happily ever after. Really? You're wrong. I I think they'll stay together. (laughs) I say happily never after. Um, Even, 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 even full on, like I'm talking about forever. Like, do you think he'll stay with her when he gets to the U.S.? Oh, I thought you meant like, will they make to the aisle? Will he stay with her once he gets to America and gets a green card? Nope. Well, that's what the term happily ever after means. <laughs> well, I know, but I do think he'll end up getting here. And um, But I think it will be Michael. Angela will never break up with him. Uh, I agree. It's going to take a lot. I agree. But I think I think once he's here... And once he established himself as a citizen, I think he will, I think he'll have his own freedom, which is what he's wanted his whole life. Oh, yeah. Away oh, from, yeah. yeah. What if Michael's gay? What if he did this just to get it to the U.S. so he could, like, suck some dick? I don't think that is. And I, I think, I don't, I can't imagine you would choose Angela. <laughs> At least, like, you would date, like, Hillary Swank. Exactly. Um, Oh, maybe she'll look like that after her weight loss surgery, y'all. That's true. You gave that away. This was an evening of surprises, and we were going to give that away at the end. You didn't tell me that. We said you were talking about Angela and Michael. (sighs) Fine. That's not how we do tell-alls. They're in in, uh, chronological order. It's fine. I'll edit it out. (laughs) No, you won't. I won't. Anyway, but uh, yeah, she's going to have uh, weight loss surgery. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Tania and Senjin. And this was the last little bit. So I want to say, for what we've seen of them, either either maybe we always see Senjin when he's like about three beers in, and he seems like a fun person because he probably hadn't been drinking now. 
Mm-hmm. is remarkably coherent and Sinjin, there's just this kind of they're they're both so woke they've talked everything so so through and they're both so uh kind of uh to the forefront with their feelings Sinjin almost to a fall and Sinjin based and sean robinson says do you want to have a child now and he said nope not now and then he said would you want to have a child with tania and she sat there in that blue dress and they went, and he's like, I can't see myself having a child. And her eyes got big. And she said, and then, yeah, because Sean said, do you see yourself having a child ever? Yeah. And uh, I will and say. Tania, right? listen to that. That was a gift the universe gave you. Listen to it. Sorry, it's Airwolf. Airwolf going over us. <laughs> I can't hear um, Uh Good, but. Tania, I will say, Cray Cray put out, I'm sure it was Kim probably, uh, but she put out something that says, we're, had a thing of, of, of Tania and Sinjin sitting there. It's like, the look that you're defending the student you slept with, that you really do love each other. <laughs> <laughs> it really did look like that. Because she's in that blue dress, and he's like sitting like this. Um, so, uh, she... And, and Tania just kind of sits there, and I don't think Sinjin's going to budge. And Tania said in the in the previous tell-all, um, I'm with someone – I'm someone who plans and obsesses about their future, and I'm with someone who's never given a single thought to his future. And, and, and the friends his, – his friends, the South African goofballs, um, were like, you know, that's not him. He doesn't do that. He's like a free spirit, as they kept saying. Uh, and so I think this was this was a complete like fuck buddy relationship that turned into quasi love uh, that they thought. Yeah, this is the reason why you don't get married too early, because yeah. I actually don't think it's anyone's fault, but it's both of their responsibility per se in that. I don't think Sinjin and Tania meant to lie to one another, but they did. Tinjin, Tania was trying to put like, you want to impress someone. And especially when you're younger, you're better when you get older. But when you're younger, you compromise things because you want someone to like you. So if you're Tania, you act easy, easy, breezy. If you're Sinjin, we have heard Sinjin out of his mouth in season one say he wants to get married and have kids with her. Yes. So like he... The, he duped her, but she duped him. And if they had spent more time, like two years together before they got married, they would have had this conversation and found out and broke up like normal adults. But because of the 90 day thing, they yeah. fucked themselves. And probably broken up amicable. Yes. That's the thing. And that's the worst part of it all. But they had to get married and marriage scared the fuck out of Sinjin and made Tania crazy. Because she needs to have her her car and 2.5 children right away because she's in marriage mode. But I also think, you know, there are some people that have said, I have some friends that said, I needed to get married when I was young and get divorced. So that way I could be a better spouse to the spouse I have now. Like I wouldn't be the person I am now in this second marriage if I wasn't young and dumb and got married. And I think Tania is going to be a much better wife in her second marriage because she's just going to be... She's going to, I think, probably let some stuff go. Also, it will probably be with a woman. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I just want to make, clarify. Your, your friends didn't say, I 
I, in other words, they had hindsight, right? That was like, yes. I needed to be, okay. Yes, hindsight. It sounded like they planned on having a first marriage. Oh, yes. I'm going to get married. We're going to get divorced because <laughs> in seven years, I'm going to meet the love of my life and it's going to be amazing. That's kind of what it sounded like. And I was like, no. That actually sounds like something Poodle would do. Okay, look. I'm going to get married, married because you're rich. You're just going to help me get my first rental property. And then I'm yep. going to move on for love and just build off the equity. It's a starter, it's a starter husband. Everyone needs one. Um, but I think, I think you're right. I, although I think that's a little bit of looking back and saying, I'm glad this, yes, you can look back and see the growth you've made, but in a way, wouldn't it been better if that didn't happen at all? Um, I, I'm I'm just trying to I'm I'm just I'm playing with the, your logic a little bit. No, um, yeah, I, I think who knows, right? Um, but I I get it why people say that, but that's because they've processed it and they're glad of what that's done for them. Um, I think what I say when I mean that, and I can clarify, I think Tania has become less self involved being married to Sinjin. And I think that that will make her less self-involved in her next marriage because I think the Tania before was way more me, me, me. And if she had waited five more years to get married in her first marriage, she would have entered into that way. I totally agree with that. I would now counter to say um, relationships can be the same. It doesn't have to be marriage. Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. But I understand people in their 20s, especially if you live in like, rural areas everyone gets married at 20 or right out of college that's just when people get married nowadays people are taking a long time i was shocked my brother got married uh at 30 i was shocked it took him that long he had at least three women trying to trap him but um uh and you know what me and my mother are 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 responsible for fending those off Mm-hmm. I almost had to go. I almost wanted to go to one of them's house with a gun and threaten her. <laughs> like you would go with a gun. Actually, I would. I would probably just go. Uh, I'd go and just have a nice talk with her. I wouldn't go with a gun. No, you go with like a flowery cane. Yeah, and, and you rap at her door. <laughs> Listen, Matilda. Actually, you know what? I'd I'd go with receipts that my private detective I'd hired had gotten for me. That's how I would I would show up. And you just have, you have a brief these photos. A briefcase. Hello, Helen. Click, click. Briefcase opens. <laughs> Put the pictures down. Shuts briefcase. Anything you wanted to discuss? <laughs> May I have some tea? Let's see. Thank, because, you, Cha- thank you, Chauncey. <laughs> because I brought receipts. <laughs> um, anyway, I I just got to say. I, I, I don't, Sinja's not going to budge. So what do you think? Happily ever after, happily never after. Oh, never after for sure. Uh, I agree. I think they will try to make it work for another year or so. I think they, because Tania can't stand the failure of it. She, she knows that they, we, we, I know we felt something for each other. Again, I have to reiterate. I can't believe I was siding with Tania this whole tell-all. Everything she said, I agreed with. Didn't like that. <laughs> Maybe they'll wait. I, you know, I think that's why when I talk about the relationship, you're like, you're talking, I'm, I'm talking about it already. It's so just done in my mind. Yeah. Actually, I realize. 
Yeah, I think it's really done for him. I think it's super done. And he's just with her now for the convenience of the sex. Yes. Uh, anyway, yeah. y'all, we'll go on to talk about Larissa. But first, we, we have a commercially. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. To all our queens, to Caitlin and... The Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Love yourself, everybody. 
talking about again <laughs> the part three tell all you bitch. oh sorry 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 i'm here so uh larissa get into the frame get in here i Put am your, i'm know. looking at my computer why what do you mean i'm what? saying i was being facetious i mean like oh. get, get here oh, get okay. here get here if you can i don't care you how you been here but fuck me if you can oh my god I was just uh, my my client will scream because I gave her that song, and she's like, "I w- I always want to say you can fuck me by railway," <laughs> and the fact that you said it, she's gonna die. She listens to the show. Uh, she, she listens to quite everything. What's her name? Uh, how do we keep some privacy? What is but her first fine. name? Michelle. Hi, Michelle. That was felt creepy. So What's her last name? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Fine. I I want to. Unlike you, I have some decorum. Um. Uh. So Larissa, uh, Sean asked Larissa because they're talking about babies. They said, yes. Larissa, would you have a baby with Ericky? And she's like, sorry, Eric. She's like, I would have a kid with Ericky, uh, even though she's got a couple kids already. Yes. <laughs> Or, but Eric definitely wants children, you guys. Um, and he is—he definitely looks like he has not washed his hair, and something's going on with him, y'all. I can't put my finger on it. Besides being having a big dick and being on OnlyFans, something's going on with him. He's not normal. Is he, He's phony. There's something about him. Ugh. Is he doing drugs? You know that might. I feel like he, you know what? I feel like his eyes were like super dilated. It's like he doesn't want to Adderall or something. I don't know. You're right. There's just something. Adderall. Yeah. There's something not trustworthy about him. And he just, um, it's clearly obvious that he just, honestly, it's clearly obvious that he doesn't care about her. He just wants to be reality famous. Isn't that true? I feel like it's obvious. And I, he's like, I'm not saying he's like a Patrick Bateman uh, uh, from like, you know, American Psycho, but he has that, he has those hints of sociopathy to him. Yes. Those hints of not having an actual personality. And he takes on, um, he takes on hints of what, uh, or aspects of people who he'll copy things from. You know, um, and also, I just want to say, I don't think he's that attractive, and I don't think his dick is that big. It's not little. Uh, I get. I guess you're used to eleven inches just impaling you. 
<laughs> That's fair. You're wrong. You need to go back and look. It's a big dick for a white guy. For a white guy, I guess. I, you know what? I just haven't been with a white guy in a long time. Nineteen ninety-five. Ninety-four. Uh. Anyway, so they they basically they're kind of talking, and they they're uh. Eric says, you know, I could I could see myself married to Larissa, and then Sean's like. We have a surprise. And I'm like, surprise, which is what I used to call surprise as a child. Surprise. <laughs> I bet your mother loved that. Yeah, she keeps saying about talk she talks about it. Y'all, they got Natalie. That that they found Natalie somehow. They dug through files to find uh an extra from Salem's lot. <laughs> nope. I said when she first came on, I went, oh, my God, is that Raja without makeup? (laughs) And then when she got angry, I went, no, it's Rosie Perez. It's a little Rosie Perez. It's a little vampire. It's also a little like her face has had so much smoothing to it. And she had so much light on her that I didn't know if she was being lifted up to like a Star Trek ship. And y'all... it was. Normally, we don't talk about people's appearances so much. However, I think Natalie's pretty gross, and she just wants to be on a reality show and be famous. There's no reason this for her to be bitch here. just wanted to come in and yell at somebody else. That's the only reason she, she was there. She doesn't even really know these people. She dated yeah. Eric for a hot minute, and she literally is just here just to start shit. And, and, I, and I feel like it wasn't even a date. You were delivered like a hot pizza to my house. I need to do hand gestures. You were delivered like a hot pizza to my house. You're like you're like a toilet seat. Your mouth is like a toilet seat right now. He just uses these weird non sequiturs. Like you like fit me like um I, I really loved you. I loved you like a like a bottle of tang. I mean, I I I I really thought we'd go together like marshmallows and lasagna. It was these weird, he doesn't, he uses expressions that don't really fit. They're all kind of non sequiturs. Well, here's the deal is that he's not very intelligent, but he thinks he is. I agree. That's like, it's like a dangerous combination. You love me like a roulette wheel. (laughs) I, I love you like a love song, baby. I remember the first time I heard that song and I realized, oh my God, I love Selena Gomez. I don't I don't really know a lot of her stuff. You don't know uh, that song, Love Song Baby? I don't I do, I know the song, but like I'm not a fan of hers cuz she can't really sing. You're I'm sorry. I, I, I don't care. I don't care if she can sing her. I wasn't <laughs> I don't want to hear her on the voice. I want to hear her on a dance club <laughs> when I just had fucking like a Coors Light and a Jaeger bomb and I want someone to fill my asshole. <laughs> do you care if somebody can sing then? Sure. First of all, that uh, that just tells you how long you haven't been single. <laughs> <laughs> do people not have Jaeger bombs anymore? No. Oh. Actually, if you do a Jaeger bomb, you're not. You'll never do a Jaeger bomb in a gay bar. You know, I don't know where you went. <laughs> if you, for me, if you do a Jaeger bomb, you'll never do a Jaeger bomb again. 
they're not good, y'all. You do Don't it do one it. time, and then you'll say never again. They sound like they're fun, but they're not. No. Especially for breakfast. Oh. Everyone's done that Jaeger bomb for breakfast. Oh, cool. oh that made unlike, me nauseous when you said it. On, like, beach weekend, and everyone's drunk, and you oh. do a Jaeger bomb. <clears throat> I've heard. Yeah. So Natalie comes in. Uh, I also thought that she kind of looked like, remember the original Land of the Lost? Um, <laughs> and what was the little furry thing called? And it had kind of like a weird face. Um, Shaka Khan, Chakra, someone screaming in their car. Um, I don't know. Natalie gave me the creeps and she was only there for one reason. And she's like, you can't treat women that way. You can't blue blah, blah, blah that way. And I'm like, when do you don't know these people? And then Sean Robinson actually got confused. And she's like, Natalie, what's your relationship with Larissa like? And and Natalie's like, I don't know this bitch. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've got to say, I feel like Sean Robinson was so tired in this episode. She did almost nothing. Uh, well, and it was Shaka and Land of the Lost, by the way. And I can't, get that, okay, I can't get that picture out of my head. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, I don't know if she was tired as much as, I think this third episode of Tell All, they say for, they really just say for the talking over one another and just fighting shit. Yeah. Um, what does Chuck say to that, you know, except for stop, stop, stop. Yeah. And after a while we get hit tired of hearing that. So they edit it out. Basically, I think though, um, the, 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 the main, the main shoot of this was, Natalie came to his parents' house when they were out of town. He was del- she was delivered like a hot pizza, whatever that means. Um, maybe she was dropped off there to fuck. I don't know. Uh, I personally would. I I personally love to fuck, but it's a tough call between fucking and a hot pizza. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you, what? So, if you're at someone's house and you're about to fuck. <laughs> And let's, okay, so just, you know what? Close your eyes. <laughs> okay. This is, okay, okay. This so, is going to be a selfish choice for me. I can already tell. So you walk into a guy's apartment. There's low lighting on the wall. You see a couple of books. There's like, there's like Chaucer. <laughs> He's basic. Then there's Keir Knightley's biography. Okay, you're interested. And then he has the, like, every version of Emma uh, ever made. It's and, not my favorite, Austin, but that's fine. And then he puts you on his couch, and then you just feel something slapping on your face, and it's a huge Latin uncut dick. Mm-hmm. And then he says, hey, we can fuck, or I've got hot dominoes in the oven. What do you choose? Dominoes, No. <laughs> if you were to say matzah, like a really good pizza here, or mm-hmm. like a really good pizza, oh Jesus! What what if it was uh, what if it was DiGiorno? No, you fuck, you fuck. Okay. I can fuck DiGiorno. Fuck frozen pizza. I, I just want to know where you're standing. What if it's um anyone who says their frozen pizza is better than like takeout pizza is a motherfucking liar and they need to be punched in the face. Okay. So he's slapping his dick on you. Okay. I'm still there. I'm closing my eyes. Okay. 
And then he oh. says, I've got oh. Pizza Hut in the oven and Ooh. a side of McDonald's fries. And so if I choose the pizza and the fries, we can't have sex. No, actually, I'll tell you because I know this is your the worst thing for you. You can have sex first, but then the pizza and the fries will be cold and you can't heat them up. This is honestly difficult. Because <laughs> I like hot pizza, y'all, and I like hot fries. I like my food to be hot. Ooh, boy. I don't like your, I don't like your, your, your either ors that you give me. I think I would find a way to grab a piece of pizza, stick it in my mouth, devour it. But by the time his dick entered me, because <laughs> I have that much faith in my own abilities. That's fair. Challenge accepted. I'm out. You know what? You can eat a piece of pizza real fast if you need to. <laughs> and you only need to eat one because if he's going downstairs, it's you. Hopefully, you've already flushed that shit out, but uh, you need to make sure you fuck soon. Um, that, you know, it is good to have somebody who thinks I said that yesterday. I think my family looked at me weird because I said it in the middle of it. But they're like literally loading my dad up into an ambulance. And as they're doing it, I said, I just want to say that you would want me in a getaway car because I packed up my shit in three minutes. (laughs) How did that have anything to do with what I just said? No, I'm saying we know how to get shit done in a pinch. (laughs) You said if time allows. That's true. But especially if I'm going to have sex. Oh, my God. I can, I'll, I'll move like the fucking flash. You know, and I'm going to be in LA this weekend, y'all. So guess, y'all next week, uh, all of our shows, unless God forbid something happens, hopefully not, but all of our shows are going to be us. And then live. they're not going to be live. They're going to be pre-recorded for you to listen to live. <laughs> but we're going to do them together in the same place. We should we say. Are. We are going to be doing our YouTube lives, but for the Patreon members, but after that, are you calling, are you phoning a fuck friend? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't decided. Y'all, because I, I won't be back for like a month. So Poodle literally could fuck for like two weeks and then wait like five days and get a COVID test and see if it was worth it to I've been meaning to have that lock installed on my on my closet. Uh, <laughs> I can just put 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 someone in there. Just throw them some food. Someone needs to make that short film of two gay guys who quarantine <laughs> together for five days and wait to fuck for their COVID test to come back. And, and they have and they have to talk about things they have nothing in common and, with. And they talk they're about just all their trying to fuck. They, there's a there's a scene of them cook there's a scene of them cooking together. They're putting like whipped cream on each other's face. They go into kiss and realize they can't. And and then as soon as they bang it out, they're like, So I'll call you. <laughs> and then you never hear from the other one again. You see him walking down a street up San Francisco and the sun sets, and it's just then you see. And then you see one blocks the other. <laughs> because, he, five days. because he found out 
that the guy he really loved does raw porn. Yes. Which there's nothing wrong with that, but just tell people. No. But no, it's uh uh it's hard it's, not to date someone in San Francisco that's not doing porn. Especially yeah, in San Francisco it's really hard. Because they all do porn. They all do porn. Good for them. Getting their money. <laughs> I don't know if that's I think there are other ways you can make money in San Francisco, by the way. I've heard. I mean, think about it. I wonder if straight people have this experience. Y'all, I can count. I think there's probably five to six friends that I've been in a club. We Especially there's some clubs in L.A., like the gay clubs. They just show gay porn on the TV, y'all, when it's there, which is a little weird. I don't get it. I actually don't want that at a gay bar, but whatever. No, especially especially like a foo bar. Yeah, but how many times have you been drinking Having a drink and you look up and you went, oh, that's Teddy. That's my friend getting fucked. <laughs> you know, I don't know as many porn stars as you do. Oh, that's, no, not, oh, that's the guy I went to grad school with. He's someone's therapist. You you know a lot more porn stars than I do. I don't do. know why I do. Why? Uh, maybe it's your circle. I don't know what that says, but I'm not going to judge you. Um, uh, anyway... You so can let's judge me in an airplane. You can fuck me in a gay bar. <laughs> I don't care if you're porny. Just fuck me if you can. Gary, I can suck that <laughs> dick in two notes. Maddie, suck that dick. <laughs> I don't know why we think that's so funny. It's because if you y'all, if you've never seen name that tune, YouTube name that tune, it is the most ridiculous display because they act like they're like negotiating the nuclear codes. (laughs) Anyway. um, So I think, so Eric, basically says, none of this happened. And I will say even in Colt inviting me to come to his house and like, I told you, I, I only wanted to go to know what happened to you. And Colt's like, yeah, that's not. And I actually believe Colt here because I think Eric is a liar. I think he is. You can see it in his eyes when Sean's like, what did you say? He kind of freezes. He's lying out his ass. Natalie yeah. is a POS who just wants to be famous, but so is Eric. Eric totally bashed Larissa. And Eric oh, totally, totally went over to Colt's just to talk about Larissa and be super, super gross. Gross, yeah. And uh, and so basically, Eric is really caught. And mm-hmm. and Colt's like, you know what? Um, I, I wanted to invite him over because I want to know if his relationship was as shitty as mine. Because that's how Colt thinks. Eric would, tr- Eric tries to be a good guy, and he's not. He's not, but that's also not what, Colt was just, Again, I don't think he wanted to know if it was shitty as his, but it was. I, I think he, Colt always has an ulterior motive. Um, and then Colt's like, he's like, I don't care about any of this. I don't care about your sex, like you have. I don't care about blowjobs. I don't care about like hand jobs. I don't care about rim jobs. I don't care about snow jobs. I don't care about. I don't care about green jobs. I don't care about uh, 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 ice jobs. Carl, what's a green job, Carl? 
don't work. Carl, I, Carl, that satellite's out again. I can't look it up. <laughs> Opera's down. <laughs> Carl, call your sister. Hughesnet's not working today, Carl. <laughs> Did you say Hughesnet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come at us if you have Hughesnet. <laughs> I think someone had that in Texas. It's like HughesNet. <laughs> he did. They went through so many. You know, it was weird. Colt actually, I think they got under his skin. They did. And and I feel like he does not like to be criticized. And no. he was over it. Um, because Colt, strangely enough, is usually, he's, he is very book smart because yeah. he's a computer person and he's most of the time the smartest book smart in the room. And it really bothers him to not being able to emotionally manipulate someone. Yeah. He's not, and, he's not a comeback King either. He doesn't like, he's not good at that. Right. Um, so the next thing you guys, the, the next biggest thing we have Jess and Jess has, Another surprise. She's like, thank you, Debbie, for sabotaging relationshipy. Uh, and she's like, I have met someone. And she brings in this fucking lumberjack dreamboat who I would beg for it from. Y'all, this is exactly my type. Um, Unfortunately, he kind of talks like this. <laughs> He's an idiot, and have you watched the music video that Eric yeah. and Marissa, he is the singer of that music video. Unfortunately, y'all, as Leslie Jordan said in a very famous Will and Grace episode, not as attractive when it speaks. <laughs> that is, because he is hot. And I kept thinking, like, where do I know him from? Where do I know him from? And this, he's kind of cleaned up, y'all, but with a ponytail... On top of his head and kind of a gross, like, not kept beard. He looks like just, that video is so weird. And it's not a good song. And it just is eric being shirtless, uh, kind of like swimming up in the pool to Larissa. It's like every bad vanity home video. It's like those videos you make when you, like, go to places, like, you, you with your family. And you're like jamming out and like to fake guitars and like your Aunt Darla's like playing a guitar mm-hmm. and like Aunt Peggy's singing backup. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Which has happened before. Um, before <laughs> when they used to be talking. And it's also like, it's also, it's like that video of like four, like four film friends that say, hey, let's make a movie. Okay. I'm going to do this thing over here while you're doing that. Okay, great. And then you're going to do this. It's literally like when, elementary kids fucking playhouse it is um it's awful 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 it's a bad i watched it today and and i, and I cringed all the way through it and after uh, watching that video would you still want to fuck brian could i ask for the one that was on the tell-all <laughs> and i could tape his mouth shut because y'all it's not real big but it's nice it's a pretty penis it's a pretty, pretty penis. Come to me, pretty penis. <laughs> We've got to get you fucked in this quarantine because you're, you're, the, the, your standard is so low right now. I, I feel like all my, all my rubrics have been shattered. 
I, of what I would fuck. I mean, I mean, I literally think that you would fuck Tweedledum at this point. <laughs> Tweedledee's got the bigger dick. Um, True. Actually, there as as we heard on the Sissy Squad, identical <laughs> twins have the same penises. So y'all, Cole Sprouse, Dylan Sprouse, same, same dick. Just so you know, same. Good morning. Dick. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, Colt wishes them well, and basically says, and we find out they they've they met uh, and got married in like three or four weeks. And Andre's like, that's like zero to 60 in like three, three weeks. weeks. And But they met because Larissa introduced Jess to Carmen. Carmen and Jess became good friends. And Brian is Carmen's friend. And the look on Colt and Debbie's face when Sean <laughs> Robinson said, so wait a minute, are you telling me Larissa is the reason you're married to your new man? It looked like they had just, like Debbie and Colt had just smelled a fart. Yeah, they, they've been, they're like, we've been had! Um, I will say that Debbie had a set, like she did say, congrats on your, congrats on your green card. Uh, and then we also heard the mole on her face, Pee Wee, say, Mom, I want some mac and cheese. <laughs> and then I want to kill them. <laughs> Who knew Pee Wee loved murder? <laughs> it's true. He does love murder. Um, uh, it really is. And then this is where you were talking about earlier where Debbie says, we got that green card. And then as soon as he said that, Colt was like, oh yeah, mom, good one, good one. You had your green card. And he just kept saying green card over and a green card, green card. Yeah. That's my glass, green card. I mean, your green card. So that's all I have about those two. So Eric and Larissa happily ever after or happily never after. And they lived happily, 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 never after. Um, I think they are equally using one another. For and sure. When his money runs out, or because I think he's some he somehow has money, probably from his parents, or uh, or I I feel like she'll find a way. To leave, she'll only leave him if he cuts her off. Um, because he, she likes, she likes the money, and she wants uh, to be a citizen. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it. They might be together a while. I yeah. do not. He will marry her. He will not marry her because he knows he's not in love with her, and they will not have kids together. Because I, nope. I don't even nope. think she wants to have kids with him. Nope, I agree. Um, I think they were just saying all that to make Colt jealous. So Colt and Debbie, (laughs) happily ever after or happily never after? (laughs) Just ever after. Not happily, not just ever after. Ever after. Ever after. after. Story's ended. It's my end of the woods thing. Um, anyway, so we get a couple of things at the very end where Colt, uh, Colt says, I'm the luckiest man alive. I dodged two bullets. And the women are like, okay. And then Brian, as Poodle says, a blind squirrel finds a nut, says, maybe I'm the lucky one. I'm glad you messed up because I found her. And Colt just looks like, "Mm -mm." maybe I'm the lucky one. 
because I found her. <laughs> He's got a terrible voice, y'all. It's really bad. Uh, Larissa is, she says, in the future, she's going to support her kids and follow her American dream. Angela then reveals she's going to have weight loss surgery. And Mike's like, baby, no, I like you big. This is not, all right. Sorry, I sneezed. That is not the way to tell someone you're married to not. that you're going to have a major surgery. Not. Well, it's not. Now, that said, do I think Angela probably, I don't, I, uh, I wish they would have talked more about her health and not about the way she'll look because probably for Angela's health, she probably is a good candidate for weight loss surgery. Yeah. Uh, but he's worried about her. And then Larissa said, Larissa, my favorite line of the entire tell I was Larissa said, yeah, you're going to look like a million bucks or you can die. <laughs> Miss her. It's things like that. Or when she oh. said, I am Catholic and I forgive you. And I want to forgive you. And she then she said, When you forgive Colt, no, never forgive Colt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That's why we love Larissa, y'all. There's no, there's no like sensor that's going through her brain. And when it is, it's just like this like weird lizard brain thing. She's not really ever holding herself back. I think she'll be back. I think y'all tweet, tweet TLC and say, really? Paul, Jeffrey, a man with allegations of beating the shit out of his ex-wife right. and then Larissa because she does porn. That's a fucking double standard. Fuck you. Well, and Chris and I talked about this yesterday. It's all legal for them. They don't give a fuck ethically what's happening. Yeah. It's all legal for Matt Sharp and that team. Matt Sharp, we love you if you listen. <laughs> don't get me wrong. We'll be on any of your shows. Don't I'll swallow my pride. I don't, give a, I don't care what I have to do. Because 90 Day Gaze is not associated with any TLC shows and it's not no. a representation of any opinions of TLC. No, we do not reflect the opinions of TLC or the parent company Discovery Limited. Um, we love Discovery, right? Yes, love them. They're a wonderful company. Um, what? So here's the company. We didn't really see a lot of these two, but Kalani and Asuelu, happily ever after, happily never after. What do you think? I've gone first on everyone. What do you think? Um... I'm going to say happily never after, um, but it will take an outside interference by her her sister or her mother. Well, Someone will have to have an intervention for Kalani. They're going to go for a walk and never find that boy again. <laughs> happily never after here, boy. And then all of a sudden, has anyone seen my son? <laughs> Actually, so they. Where's my son's wallet? <laughs> I, <laughs> Give me wallet. I, Push him in the grave. Give me wallet. I want you to know, I love you and Asuelu and the kids, and I know that everything is going to be wonderful for you, and I know everything will be great if you send me a twenty occasionally. <laughs> yes, I've got Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> 
I need money. Y'all, that's going to be hard leaving money bags. You know, Boy. If she started a cameo, she'd never want for money again. <laughs> it's true. Asuelu's mom, start a cameo. <laughs> which, I'm going to miss her a lot. Which I'm going to miss me, y'all. Bags. I'm paused on cameos right now because I just have too much shit to deal with. So if you want a cameo from me, cameo <laughs> Poodle and ask him to talk about all the things he loves about me. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to do that. I'll I'll talk about what you would do on your basic cameos, but here's what I would do. I have my cameos, I will say, I curate them, and I'm especially very specific. Oh, God. Everyone, everyone who asks for a birthday gets their own birthday song. I literally improv a birthday song. Well, Do I'm- you do that? You do your shitty, this is your birthday song, it isn't very long, don't you? I'm glad that you uh, don't have any uh, grandiose ideas about yourself. <laughs> you know what? No, my problem is, you guys, one of my major issues is I'm a huge perfectionist. Poor. Oh, that too. <laughs> I am a huge perfectionist. Yeah. And I, I, I try to do too good of a job. So... It's like when someone when someone in a job application they're like, "What's your what's your weakness?" and they go, "I just never like to do a bad job." And that is the <laughs> lamest, most cringeworthy thing. And I just had to hear you say it. All right, who? No, I would never say that. But um, you I'm just saying did. that. What I'm saying. Oh, Andrea and Libby. Oh, I think happily ever after. Happily ever after for them because she's getting fucked on the reg. Uh, and he likes what his place in her family. They they actually they actually seem very normal together. They uh, they play they like we said before. They play the game and they know how to work it. Yeah. Wow. So we only think one happily ever after couple of this season. We forgot about Paul and Karini. We won't talk about them. But uh, happily ever after until one kills the other. Sadly, That's what I would yes. say. That's what we say. Yeah. Um. That's this season, y'all. That's our first. With, we were happily ever after virgins before this. Now look, y'all. We're gonna jump on to our uh, other things, but before, y'all, we don't. We normally try to do an ending song, but um, it's just too much. So we're not doing a song this this for this season. Matt told me he didn't want to. I did. <laughs> yes. Last <laughs> night we texted me, and I watched my father being heliported away. I thought. No, we're not doing this song this time. They'll have to deal. Um, I honestly said it's too much for both of us because also with this, with the we can't really sing together in this whole thing. But we promise that all other seasons we're gonna have a, a goodbye song. Um unless, unless there's a pandemic and you know what, we'll just add it to the musical episode. Exactly. Um so we were we would normally do our sissy spotlight. Oh, we don't have one. We don't have one. God damn it. Let's move on to our shout outs, you whore. All right. You go first. I'm I, you're I, I'm Jay. We're an I and Jay. I'm We're literally Jay. I should shout out myself. Boy. Wow. Glad I'm not going to the hour. Um, I just, uh. I and Jay, I'm going to say, 
Um, Fallery. Chosen. Fallery. Fallery. English. Okay. I N G L I S. English. English. Yeah, I got it. Is that how you say English? I I do not. Is there an accent? No. Fallery. English. Ingles. Ingles. <laughs> Starts with an I. Is it I N G L E S? I N G L I S. They, by the oh, way, English, English, and they live on 420 Cartwright Way in um, Santa Ana. Valerie Inglis, Valerie Inglis, y'all. That's the former former congressman Bob Inglis of South Carolina. So that's all I want. Well, they're not any relation. So, um, <laughs> y'all, Valerie, she is a floral designer. And, oh. oh, yes. Portsmouth, Maine. She is known as the best floral designer of Portsmouth, Maine. And um, Portsmouth, not Portsmouth, Portsmouth. Well, that's her problem is that she doesn't pronounce <laughs> anything correctly there. Um, okay. So like she's she uh, says it's Portsmouth. And then they're like, where? She's like in Mon. And they're okay. like, it's Maine. But it. That's cute and all, but it's a little confusing. I don't think it's cute at all. It's confusing when you run a flower shop and you can't say the name of any of your flowers. <laughs> I mean, she mispronounces like, like defodil. Defodil. She says um, marigold. She just calls marigold. Um, Lily is just. She's not good with that one. Lily, she actually just calls it the little white flower with, with the floppies on it. Um, <laughs> lavender, she says that one, the smell good butt plug. Um, <laughs> Dahlia is what she calls her vagina. So she just calls that flower, would you like a bouquet of vaginas? Okay. So needless to say, y'all, um, Valerie needs some help. So if you if you happen to be in Portsmouth, uh, Maine, as she mine, as she would say, if you could just go on Yelp and uh, leave a leave a review for her, um, because she's really trying to just she's new and she's really trying to even bolster her name, um, her uh, her uh, the name of her flower shop. You can find it. It's called Table and Tollops. Table and tulips. So, I assume that's supposed to be tulips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She messed that one up too. Okay. That seems like a real dessert, a real uh, disorder. So, oh, and also she makes all of her bouquets in the shapes of penises. It's, you say bouquet or bouquet? Same thing. I love your bouquet. No, it's very different. Well, Valerie says, Valerie says bouquet. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. She makes penis-shaped bouquets. And that's your sissy shout-out, Valerie Inglace. Uh, or English. Sis- <laughs> I think it's in- English. If there's no E, it's English. All right. So, 
Oh God, I hate you. Um, so my sissy shout out goes to Norden Jack. Norden Jack. Norden Jack. First name begins also with a J. Norden Jack. Y'all, here's the thing. Norden. Norden was always an awkward girl. She was that girl who... She was she was the smartest, but she never knew how to like kind of talk herself up. She never knew how to get in the circles. Mm-hmm. And what what really got her in where kids would talk about her and really kids would enjoy it is she would do because her last name is Jack, she would do Jack Nicholson. So Norden would do like it's a very nice house you have here. <laughs> Uh, I think we'll be quite at home here. It's a perfect place for a child. I'm doing Jack Nicholson. And uh, it's strange. As a woman, she could still make her voice go that low. And people would be like, the kids in the elementary school class would go like, who are you doing? She's like, don't you know, Jack Nicholson? You know, the shining one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Come on. I love the Los Angeles Lakers. And <laughs> is this a good impression or a bad one? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, it's not good. It's not good. I mean, I'm it, Jack it, Nicholson. <laughs> it kind of started as Tim from 90 Day. And now, yeah, now it's moved into something else. I don't know no, what it is now. Now it's if Tim was fucking Droopy the dog. <laughs> you are correct. But uh, strangely, she used to say she could do Jack Nicholson and she couldn't. And people would be like, who are you? Are you Richard Dixon? Like everything people, but she, then she finally got on like Star Search, Star, Star, I can't say speak, Star Search. Was it and, Star Search or Star Search, the Search. And then finally, <laughs> SARS search. Um, and then finally, Norden, Norden Jack said, I'm going to do my Jack Nicholson. And said, and basically said, yeah, did you see my role in five easy pieces? And someone went, are you, uh, are you Carol Channing? <laughs> and everyone guessed wrong. And then finally, and then she went, wait, there's another one I can do. Have you ever heard the Droopy Dog? <laughs> and she's like, Droopy is something that I've always had a good chance of doing. I mean, a penis fucks the vagina. And so she would think, say things like, Two rabbis go into the woods and all of a sudden meet a minister and give each other a hand job. Oh, mother. And because she switched to Droopy, she won. And they all loved her because she did Droopy Dog. Sadly, uh, because she couldn't do Jack Nicholson, um, she developed a really big heroin habit backstage. (laughs) All because of Ed McMahon, who was on the smack. He was on the horse. 
And I believe she's still living with it to this day, but her family doesn't know. Um, but she's still a good droopy dog impersonator. There we are. I don't know how that, where that wound up, but that's Norton Jack. And y'all, if you want to see old episodes of SARS Search, which is for people <laughs> that had SARS doing a talent show, <laughs> be sure to just uh, go to upn.net. I think that's it. That's it. That's the show, everybody. We did it. We did it. We finished this season. We are we are bent and broken. Poodle. <laughs> we are. Now, we have a bi-curious coming up this week, don't we? Yes. I think I, I forgot to tape it, but I will. <laughs> ah, I love it how I told you to tape it. We Y'all, did. watching Below Deck Mediterranean. Mediterranean. So, watch on Bravo this, this week's episode that aired on Monday mm-hmm. or yesterday. No, tonight. Yesterday? I don't know. When is Today this airing? Tuesday, so it aired last night. It aired on October the 5th. Watch October 5th's episode of Below Deck Med, because we're doing that. We're doing that. That'll be out on Friday. And does Lalu come back on Friday? Lalu comes back on Friday. Love after lockup, y'all. We're, we're getting back in the Patreon spirit of Lalu. That's coming on Friday. And then next week, we have The Other Way is returning, everyone. So, and again, we're going to be doing all of these I'm only here for a little bit, and i got to go back to Oklahoma, but it'll be nice to reunite so we can finally sing together. I feel like I've just been jumping from dick to dick. <laughs> That's exactly... Oh, like that one. That one's, that one's too long. Oh, that one's too soft. Oh, just right. Uh, anyway... But that's it, you guys. You can find us at 90daygays.com. You can find us at Instagram at 90daygays and at Twitter and all the socials. Um, come at me on Cameo if you want. She's still paused. I've got like 11 to do, but that's okay. <laughs> you you know what? You need to thank me. I've given you business. There, I, 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 oh, God, it's exhausting. <laughs> I love doing Cameos, but they... I love them, but when I get a huge volume of them, they, they wear me out. Be sure um, to say, I'll, though, in your cameo, if you were going to have me do it, just still right in there, this was for Maddie, just so Poodle knows I'm sticking it to him <laughs> while I'm taking a break. No, I'll ignore those. I'll actually <laughs> deny those. <laughs> oh, y'all, you, I'll fuck you. I'll fuck you. Now, y'all, um, you've got a month to catch up on Southern Charm. Because it is coming back on October, I believe, 29th. And we will be be covering that in our Sweet Tea podcast. So be sure to follow that now. Catch up on it. We did just the last season of Southern Charm. So if you want to listen to our episodes, um, you will be all caught up. I do recommend, if you haven't watched Southern Charm before, maybe watch some of the first season. Um, But, I mean, all of it's good. The last season. The last season wasn't as good. You know what? Just watch all of it. It's so good. Season two is good, too. It, it's it, Southern Charm is fantastic, mostly for Patricia. But you guys, subscribe to Sweet Tea, because that's our uh, that's S-W-E-E-T and then the letter T. Yeah, if you look if you look up Matt Marr or Jake Anthony, too, in your podcast app, you will see it's there. So, y'all, that's um, the show. Well, and also, you guys, uh, uh, Election Day is coming up, November 3rd. Make sure, I believe yesterday was the last day to register to vote. Hopefully you are registered to vote in most of the country. 
You guys, make a, if you are registered, make a plan to vote. Uh, make that plan and make a backup plan. You know, are you going to vote by mail? Are you going to vote early? Are you going to vote on election day? Are you going to take people to the polls? You're going to wear a mask. Are you going to drop but, it off? Yeah, I'm going to, I've got my ballot now and I already, or I got my ballot yesterday and I dropped it off already at a box. So I feel good. I'm taken care of. Did you get a sticker or no? I got a sticker. It's sitting over there on my little light. I get, I'm, um, I'm going to get my ballot when I get home. I think for every year of our California sissies, you, I believe you should have received your ballot by now. So if you have yep. not received your mail-in ballot, you might want to, unless you plan on voting in person, if you do not, if you want to mail it in or drop it off, you need to go contact um, your polling place because you should, you should have received that. Yeah. That's the show. That's the show, everybody. We call these people lonely fucking hearts, Google, because aren't we all just a bunch of lonely hearts looking for love in all the wrong goddamn places? Yes, and if you've ever ordered me, like, I've ever ordered you to my house like a hot pizza, come at us. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.